0: all right back again back again that's right another week fish around and find out podcast here san antonio texas fish tackle marine will thanks again for letting us be here we also uh gotta throw a shout out to mikey g uh, what Casa Pescador Casa down at Falcon?
1: Pescador. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ryan. Sounds that good, right? That
0: sounded pretty good. I'm telling you, yeah. But no, anybody fishing down at Falcon, hit up Mike, Mikey G, or hit us up, and we'll give you his contact info. Last Call Guide Service down in Rockport, Texas. The um, best guide the, service no, on the
1: coast.
0: No, 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 Notice how he always says that. I don't. I don't. You need you to know. whip it out, dude. No. Whip it out, stick it on <clears> the <throat> table. But anyway, so like I said, these are the guys that support every week, so we try to support them the best we can. Speaking of Mikey G.
1: Second place.
0: Second place, Permian mm-hmm. SIT Invitational Tournament out at Del Rio, Texas. Big tournament. Big tournament, yeah. Normally pays ten grand to win. It didn't pay that this year because they didn't have as many entries, but still big tournament. Uh, he actually fished it with my tournament partner, Kyle, because I had my sister's wedding. She didn't plan that out very well, but it happened. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. Was it good? Oh, uh, dude, the wedding was friggin' awesome. Were you the best man? No, 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 no. I was an usher. Oh, well,
1: hey, you're still in there.
0: Yeah. And that's all that counts. A lot of whiskey? <laughs> so, no, I was actually an usher. What's funny is I actually was an usher, but I had to wear a tux just like the groomsman. Right. Because one of the guys that stood up there with my brother in law. Mm. Just like four days before the wedding or five days before the wedding, his wife was due with twins. Oh yeah. So just and he case. lived all the way up in Dallas. Oh yeah. So he's like, no dude, I'm down, but I don't know <laughs> so, what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So they they made a little audible and we're like well you know what we're just gonna let you and your brother wear a tux that way in case one of y'all has to go stand in right so i was like oh that's pretty smart you know yeah, so you yeah. know wedding went good but yeah they did good out at uh out in del rio a uh, couple of south texas legends one though dude cool. trent huckabee trent huckabee and mike hawks okay mike hawks used to fish the flw tour huckabee used to or i think he I don't think he does anymore, but he was fishing the opens and Mm. stuff. Yeah. Hammers. Really? Lake Amistad, hammers. Hell yeah. And then then Westall, right? Westall Westall and them. Yeah. A couple of other guys from the club, Westall Senior and Westall Junior, they got a top 10. Mm. So So they did good. No, it was a good tournament. Trying to. Trying trying to. to. So yeah, we had that go on. Uh, What else is going on? Actually, today is the first day of the Redfish World Series
1: don't have no clue about that
0: shit. All right, check this out. So I'm actually getting ready to drop an episode uh, tonight that I recorded last week with one of the anglers, Kevin Aiken. Okay. And y'all are going to have to listen to that too, just talking about the whole world of tournament redfishing. I'm not going to lie, dude. Those guys ain't no different than us.
1: Yeah.
0: They just chase copper ones. They chase them goldfish, and we chase them green fish. Okay. But no, yeah, they're having a big deal over there. I think they've got 40 teams. But it's guys from Texas all the way to South Carolina. Oh, shit. First place is a brand new truck and boat. Mayak Reaper like I've got and a brand new Ford truck. So, I mean, we're talking like $200,000 yeah. $200, yeah. prize for yeah. first place. It's ridiculous. Oh, shit. Apparently they fish for three days. You fish Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then after three days, they cut it to 10. And then the 10 fish the,
1: the ten, final
0: something the final like ten. that yeah that's not bad yeah but all those guys are over there right now started this morning so and where are they I right know. they are in lake charles louisiana oh gotta love it gotta okay. love it under the bridge i'd be staying at the nugget <laughs> <laughs> y'all got boat parking at la Berge? but yeah i know like a lot of guys in fact one of the guys that um a couple of buddy minds uh, chris smith and mark trevino they actually work with Will here at the Tackle Shop and, you know, do some uh, – they're helped out by Will, and uh, they're actually over there. They've been over there since last Wednesday. Oh, okay. I mean, these guys go down there. They go hard. Yeah. So they've been down there pre-fishing. He sent me a video. Uh, they were he, they were back in this back pond, his partner Mark, and he sent me a video. He was literally, like, probably 30 feet from a bobcat sitting on the friggin' bank. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's got a whole video of a bobcat and stuff. It's pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. it, that's just some of the shit that you see on the water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, whether it be in Del Rio, I mean, Medina. I've seen some stuff in Medina that was cool.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Like, my uh, my boss, the owner of the shop I actually work at, I remember three or four years ago out at the the Permian, the SIT tournament that they have every September, he sent me this video of, like, this huge 10-point buck swimming slim across the lake, mm-hmm. and he's, like, following it with the trolling motor, and then he's got a video of it getting out on the ground, and on the up on the bank and everything, I was like, "That's pretty cool."
1: You know what's good, shit. I mean, those goats out there,
0: man, like, they, they like, catch you off guard. And you think you're just alone. You think you're there, out, but you're, yeah. dude, you're never alone <laughs> out there. Yeah. You know what they? You know what we? You know what? Kyle and I call them What? speed goats. Yeah, pretty much. Well, have dude. you seen them jump? Like, yes, jump like on the ledges and shit, dude. We so we <laughs> we were fishing up there. This was a few years back, and I'll never forget we were going down this bank and it was kind of like one of those bluff wall kind of deals, you know,
1: like devils or in the
0: The Rio. Okay. We're up the Rio. And there was this goat, this little baby goat that had gotten down onto this little ledge. And the mama was up above her. The other little baby goat was up above it. I don't know how that, like, the goat kept trying to get out, trying to get out the whole time we were fishing there, and we were both like, dude, that goat's going to die. Like, it ain't getting out of there. ain't happening. Well, we ended up fishing along. We ended up coming back to that spot like two hours later. All those goats were gone. I don't know how that goat got out of there. Damn. But those things climb.
1: It's crazy, dude. The shit that you see out there. I know. Anywhere.
0: I love it, though. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the cool part, you know?
1: It is. It is.
0: You're never alone. Never. (laughs) so but
1: yeah what else we got going
0: on man that's uh i've not been fishing
1: i did
0: i went dove hunting last weekend how was that we friggin smacked them yeah a bunch of them property or what yeah my family's place yeah yeah we killed them well that's what you do yeah (laughs) yeah
1: yeah we killed a bunch of them yeah (laughs) yeah i went to uh brawning oh yeah and uh that was interesting.
0: Did you catch anything?
1: Yeah, like twenties, nothing, nothing over, nothing keeping.
0: But all reds, yeah, all reds. Oh, you went red fishing. Yeah, I went red fishing. I was like, dang, twenty inch bass. Those are no, keepers. No,
1: no, no. I went, I went red fishing. Uh, just rattle trapping, and then look for some. Got one on the crank, crank bait. So that was pretty cool. Did you see him on the scope? Yeah. Cheater. It's not cheating. Cheater. Chill out. I'm there. just kidding. Chill out, <laughs> bucket. <it>. Chill <laughs> out there, bud. <laughs> easy tim <laughs> anyways though uh got a hook in the hand that was fun did you go by yourself no i won't uh, my neighbors so one's air force and uh one's a oil field so actually it was cool though because it was their first race even though they were small it was their first red trip so and red fish and i was happy to do that you know it was good yeah absolutely and uh it, it, it was interesting because uh after my neighbor Mike was talking shit to me about getting the hook in my hand about three hours later, it's his first, you know, he's not, he's not a fishy guy. Right. So he goes when he can. and He's not all into it like we are. Okay. So he catches this red and it's probably a, I don't know, 19 inch, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too crazy, but he's holding the, the redfish and the rattle trap. And he's holding the rattle trap by the back of it. And the redfish is on the fr- the front hook. Okay. And I was like, that's not a very smart thing to do. And, oh no, I got it, man. I got it, man. I said, Okay. Hey. Sure enough, not not twenty seconds later, that treble is implanted into his thumb. Barb and <laughs> all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tavis mother never had to pull it out. Ouch. So I thought he was gonna pass out. He doesn't like blood, and uh, he's a big guy, so it'd have been kind of funny if he did. But,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, that was but now
0: you got to make fun of him. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it
0: was a fun time though. Karma's man. a bitch,
1: and I guarantee you, like that's that's the cool part about taking people fishing that don't really go. That day, I guarantee you, they're going to remember it for years to come, even when they're 60 or 70, 80 years old. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're gonna yeah, run. This might be a little bit bigger by then. but
0: Yeah, but you, but that's the thing. Like That's something like if you still know this guy 30 years from now, you're going to be like, remember that time you were talking all that crap and you got the hook in your hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it was, it was a good time. Now, my dumbass, okay, the axle on the boat still wasn't fixed, and I should have listened to everybody, the wife, you, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, so when I took the boat from Kyle's, I was like, you know what, this should be good, this should be good to go, and uh, on the way to Browning, it was fine, and uh, pulling the boat out, that's when we had an issue, and that, uh, that tire locked up all the way against the trailer, and I was dragging the wheel. And that was a shit show from from there, dude. But I got on the water and I got I relieved some stress, much needed. Hey, that's good. And definitely. So I did get to go fishing. Now I gotta pay.
0: I actually got it gonna be ordered on Friday, so we should be back in business. Nice. Which I mean, you didn't you didn't ruin anything. You were no. having to buy an axle already. Exactly. So I was just trying to
1: fish around and find you, out. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's right. what
0: I did. That's exactly <laughs> right. No, but I know what you mean talking about getting to take somebody that don't fish a whole lot. And I mean, dude, half my guide trips are like that. Yeah. Even though the dad or the brother or whatever on the trip might get to fish a lot, there's usually always somebody on the boat that is just kind of like, you know, getting into it or getting used to it or whatever. So there's always that kind of element of surprise and stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's the cool
1: part. You know, that's the cool part. That's that's
0: what drives me to fish. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like for Will now.
1: Yeah, because
0: he don't ever fish anymore. He (laughs) opened a tackle shop now. I don't get to fish. (laughs) We'll see, like okay,
1: (laughs) and see, like everybody thinks too, like being the being in the fishing game at some aspect of it, you are gonna fish all the time, and it's gonna be unicorns and handjobs and rainbows and dude and butterflies, and it's gonna be all this great thing. But dude, even when I had my last podcast, no bullshit, dude. Like I was like, it's either fishing
0: or podcast. Which one are you gonna do? No, that's exactly right. And you take someone like Will, who is a you know, I mean, anybody that doesn't know anything doesn't know will like. You need to either call the shop, come by the shop, whatever. Because I mean, this guy is <laughs> Oh, like,
1: and and they just got into, what, throwback swimbaits just came in, right? Yeah.
0: What throwback, throwback
1: swimbaits? So throwback is a smaller company. They they just started I think last year or a couple of years ago. They just started up, but they're actually a really good swim bait, and he has them in stock now.
0: So come through. They are on the pricey side, but they are, they do work. Nice. But yeah, anything like what I was talking about, like with Will, and I think any small business owner can attest to that because like you said, if, if Will's two options are, hey, I'm going to stay at the shop and try to sell something because that's how I make my paycheck or I'm going to lock the door and go fishing, you're not choosing fishing very often. And if you do choose fishing, you're probably not a very good business owner. <laughs> so, exactly. so, so I know, I know it's, you know, even though this is our passion and this is what we love to do, it's still, you know, there's decisions and pros and cons to everything. Yeah. I mean, I know like since we've started this podcast, you know, I can't tell you how many times there's been like Wednesday night, like, okay, what are we going to talk about? Like, I don't even know what to do. Like, maybe we'll just, and it, but it's, you just got to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Just keep the snowball rolling. Mm-hmm. And it's a big snowball. And that thing melts quick here in Texas. Yes. Yeah, so we got a of <laughs> melting and no water. Yeah, we have absolutely zero in the state of it's Texas right ridiculous,
1: now. Dude. It's, it's dumb. It rained today. It did rain today. So Where? We, it rained right here. It rained in Bernie. So I washed my truck. I was like, hell yeah, I haven't washed it since the last rain. So that was, what, three, four weeks ago? Yeah. It was sprinkled. So I washed my truck. All badass, right? And, uh, yeah, I came out at 5 o'clock and there was fucking rain all over my truck. There shining are. up and, those rims. Dude, hey, when in San Antonio, you get 22s, okay? I can't can't lose say, with 22s, bro. Can't lose.
0: Can't lose with 22s. Yeah, hey, I used to have some 22s on my Yukon Denali. Yeah, Yukon Denali. Bro, yeah. Dude, I grew up north. I grew up well, Northwest San Antonio, dude. Oh, yeah. I grew up over there by the Joneses. That's not that's not even <laughs> good. what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. No, but I grew up that's in Lotus. I grew up inside 1604. That doesn't matter. It's still not even bad. No, it is, dude. No, come on. No, it ain't that bad. What Shanefield? No, like co- there's some parts of Shanefield that I want know. You know, right yeah. there. You know where the H E B where Calabra and Grissom and Tezel all come together. Yeah. There's that H E B right there on the corner. Okay, now, but maybe what? Well, yeah. Right. I I, Google, like, like, I I grew up. I grew up back behind that H E B. The 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 neighborhood I grew up in was called the Great Northwest. Right across was Northwest Crossing, Bronze Station. Yeah, no, I mean, it was legit 25 years ago when I was there roaming the streets on my dyno. <laughs> the dyno. Dude, I had a, hell yeah, I had a dyno, the, the, I had a dyno NSX and a dyno VFR cruising the streets. Damn. Had pegs too, in case they need to give someone a pump. Oh. That's what, that's <laughs> what, what
1: background. Right that's what yeah. we used to I call had, it. I had
0: a free agent. That's what I had. I had a free agent. So check this out. I wasn't like a. I wasn't like a BMXer, like a you know. Bro, you had a diet. I did, but I just had it because everybody else had one. I never like, I mean, I, we'd like jump them like off the curbs and the little bar ditches and stuff. But like, I wasn't like a BMXer. But what's crazy is you want to talk about how stuff like carries over year after year after year. The owner of the shop I work at, my boss, of course, he grew up back in the like '70s and '80s huh. out in Midland, Odessa. And, you know, back then, like, BMXing was the deal. So, but, like, he's taking it back old school, like, old red lines and stuff like that. Like, he still has his original red line from high school. And he bought another one, and he, like, refurbed it and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know anything really about him. I just bought a dyno because everybody else had one. I was a
1: BMXer. No bullshit. I was when I was younger. And then I ate shit hard. On a fucking dirt ramp, dude. I mean, ooh, I like I bashed my fucking teeth in, like, hard. It was bad. And uh, after that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to stay at my lane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, so, like, we just all had bikes because, I mean, that's how we rolled around yeah, the neighborhood. Like, like to, get to, so, to get to so-and-so's house, we would all jump on our bikes. Hey, we're going to meet over here and play football. We're going to meet over here and play. Dude, it, it was just transportation for us, you know. Now we got bigger,
1: bigger and better bigger toys, dude. Yeah. I got the tackle box.
0: That tackle box is the basic fishing machine, dude. I'm
1: telling you, that was the best. What five grand,
0: 2,500, $2, bro, $2500 right there. 2,500 bucks, and I've put 125,000 miles See, on that's
1: it. That's all you need.
0: That's what I'm thinking, man. Dude, that's what I took to the open at Toledo Bend.
1: I'm telling you, but that's what I'm saying, man. Like, after you guys have boats and we keep talking about this, I might just put the skater up for sale now. After I get the the actual one. really? Yeah, I think it. I think it came time to put the skeeter up because I'm gonna fish with everybody else. You know how many people hit me up to go fishing with them?
0: Well, and you don't have enough time. Exactly. Like even if you even if you cleared your schedule with your two kids, right? Yeah. Your two kids. You're married. You work full time. Your wife works full time. I mean, y'all got and y'all got that horse, the dog what you know you got a bunch of things in your house and even if you cleared your schedule between things that your wife likes to do between things that each one of your kids like to do you'd maybe be able to free up enough time to what fish once a month at the most Maybe once or twice maybe twice you know it'd probably be a lot easier if medina had water in it because it's close to your house at least you could run up there but like right now dude there's no water anywhere, so you're traveling to go fish. Yeah. So I, I can kind of see that. I can kinda see where well,
1: it's funny though right now. So like when I was at the lake last Wednesday, or no, it was the last one? I don't know. Anyways, when I was at Browning, okay, um, there was like six different bass boats. Right? So one pulls up to me and he goes, uh, what's the battery on? Is it good? I'm, I'm on one. You're on one? I still got two. Okay. These new mics, man. If not, we got some more batteries in there.
0: We'll change it out. We only got 11 minutes left so, for the first
1: break. Uh, go back. So anyways, uh, this bass boat that's pro crap pulls up to me and uh, we start shooting the shit. He's talking about Canyon and how low it's gotten and about how there's only one ramp open now and you got to pay like 25 or 30 bucks or some shit like that. So um, you know, just to see that many bass boats are like, fuck it. Brawning Like, I guess redfish is going to be for bass now. Like, that's how it really is, dude. Like, well, I mean, for redfish, but... Yeah, I
0: mean, pretty much, like... lot of bass
1: fishermen are going to start going to Brawning and Calaveras because
0: that's the only two places that have water in it. Well, and it's something you can still do close to home. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, like, Amistad's still my favorite place to fish, and it still has a bunch of water in it, even though it's 55 feet low, but it's... Three hours. Dude, you got to dedicate... Really, you got to... If you're going to go, you got to at least spend the night because... I've done the suicide trips, you I know, know I drive in the morning. I, yeah, I mean, Kyle and I used to do it all the time. Day trips to Amistad, day trips to Falcon, to, just to pre-fish. And man, I, as I get older and stuff, you know, not that I'm super old. I mean, I'm only 37, but still, man, it's just like, <laughs> but I can't tell you how many times I've. it's been like driving halfway there and like Starting to fall asleep again because the yeah. sun's not even up yet. It, it just, it ain't worth it Focus. to me. I was leaving the house when I do the
1: day trips. I need to leave the house by four fifteen in the morning. Four fifteen in the morning gives me out there about seven. After I stop right there in brackettville for for gas and tacos and shit, and it puts me at the lake about seven forty five. Fish till three or so, three thirty, and then I should be home by eight something. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, They're I'm stuff so, at Billy Bob's, too. No, see, I'm down at a – like, I'm down for day trips still to choke. Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, I can leave yeah. at 530. Yeah. And if and especially if I do everything right and gas up the night before and everything and have the ice chest loaded and ice down, I mean, I can leave the house at 530 and you're there by 7. Yeah. You know, it's not bad. But, yeah, Amistad Falcon, I've gotten to the point where I just leave Friday after work. I crash. I'm already there. And that way, all I got to do is fish and drive home. Yeah, exactly. But. What else we got? Hmm. Man, I don't know. Fishing's fun, dude. Well, it, dude, it's the fall. Fishing's getting ready. You know, fishing's kind of winding down. Hunting season's getting ready to start here in Texas. So a lot of guys are shifting gears. Like, I even look at the guys that I follow on social media, like a lot of the local guides and stuff like like Charles Witted and stuff, you know, he's already starting to post pictures transitioning into deer hunting and bird hunting and stuff like that. And so it's kind of like, you know, it's it's getting ready to calm down for really October, October, November, December. It kind of really calms down in the fishing world, at least in Texas here. And then January it'll pick up again because the start of all the tournaments and stuff. So I'm excited though. Like hopefully. If you guys need a boat, you can buy mine. That way,
1: I can free up because I do want to start fishing champs. So if I can Ooh. do, that, I can, if I can fish that, and that's really the main reason, because if I can fish champs, spend the money I'm spending on the boat on entries, I might think about doing that.
0: Yeah, if you can find you a solid partner, you know that's always good.
1: That's what I'm thinking about. And the tournaments, really.
0: We gotta fish six. I'm fishing. Might not be on the skater. Might be on something else. Yeah. But the yeah, the but ranger. I, that might have to be the ranger. But, I mean, that's the great thing about it is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Club tournament, doesn't matter. As long as the live well works, the motors work, and the trolling motor works, we're good.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Hmm. That's a
1: tough one right now. Did you see the cave at Canyon Lake that opened up? I just saw that. It's, it's a trip, man. All the shit that we see, man. It's, it's crazy
0: it can't go down too much all the mobile all the double wides are gonna start single wides are gonna start showing up
1: down there is that one because I, I read that they were like two different cities or some shit down there
0: oh yeah plus yeah. all the ones that have been washed downstream from the floods over the years and stuff
1: the floods you've had floods here
0: yeah like back in like dude, the 60s it. oh okay. okay yeah dude because I haven't been around dude this. there's always stuff like that at the bottom of lakes really absolutely
1: well, it's the, water what's that one lake it's up in North Texas somewhere. they starting to, like, they had, like, a tornado hit it. And all the, sh- like, all the roofing stuff and metal stuff ended up in the lake. I forgot where it's at. I don't know. Yeah, but that was crazy because that's start- starting to get uncovered. So Really? Oh, yeah, dude. It's, I'll, I'll pull it up. I forgot what lake it is, though.
0: Hmm. Somewhere up there. But for people, you know, bass fishing starting to slow down here in Texas. But I tell you what, you were talking about red fishing over at Brawning Lake and stuff like that. The fishing at the coast is starting to pick up. Oh, dude, it's How's starting to get real right. How's that red? Dude, the reds, around. the reds, buddy, it's getting there. It's getting close. I mean, they're starting like a few schools are starting to show up, like off the Port A jetties and stuff like that. Like it's it's getting right.
1: Yeah. yeah. you still available or no?
0: I got a trip. I got trips this weekend. I got a couple dates still in October left. So, yeah. No, it's getting right. It's getting ready to go down. Go down. Yes, sir. It's about it. Uh-huh. It's about to go <laughs> yeah. down. I can't
1: wait though, man. I didn't do that. I didn't
0: do that. Well, yeah, because we've been talking to Will, and now that October... That's the other thing. So I didn't book a bunch of trips in August. Mm-hmm. It's just too hot, dude. Yeah. The fishing's... You know... It, it, it's 50-50. And if you don't get, them on, get on them in the first hour or two, it, mm-hmm. you know, isn't great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... You know, the other thing is, too, I'm still so new to this guide business. I mean, I don't do it as a career. I'm not a full-time fishing guide. You know, I never claimed to be. I think I am a... You're still the best guide <laughs> I guy. Think, I, I think I'm a decent guide. I think you're going to have fun. I'm definitely going to work my butt off to do whatever I can to make sure y'all have a good time. But I'm not a full-time guide, so it even makes it tougher for... You you combined the month of August where fishing is terrible to begin with, and then you put on top of, I'm not down there enough to stay on the you know to stay on the fish all the time. Right. It it just takes a little longer and it takes a little you know a little more practice and a little everything else. So it just uh, you know it's 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 growing pains of. Like we talked about with Will, it's growing pains of being a small business. And, you know, that's why I just I'm so thankful for all the people that have booked trips with me and and, you know, given me a chance and an opportunity to, you know, let's try to go catch some fish and have some fun.
1: So have you had any trips this year that have been memorable? If not memorable, clientele, any funny stories that you got? Dude, I'm telling you, you, you give me some funny ass shit, dude. dude. I don't have any. You don't have no, no, no I one not man. Fell
0: trip, no busted their, no, no, dude. That's the oh, thing. Dude, you're safe. Yeah, I am safe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I try to make sure everybody stays in the boat. You haven't got no hooks in the hand this year. No hooks you? in the hands. I've been lucky. Damn, I've been lucky, but I'm careful. Yeah, like dude, every fish that comes in the boat, we net it. Before I even take it out of the net, dude, it's got boga grips on it. So I'm always, you know, I, yeah, like I don't, uh, you know, I mean, I guess the only bad stuff that's happened on the boat this year have been to me, but it's like getting stuck by a hard head or something like that, trying to take it off the hook. Well, we'll see, that's funny shit. No, but dude, nobody even, most of the time my clients don't even know it happened. You know what I'm saying? I just, I can't, you know, I just keep on going about my business. Yeah. So.
1: Man, I figured but,
0: something would happen this year. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Trust me. When it does, first to know. <laughs> fish around, find <laughs> out. gonna find <laughs> out real quick. Oh, but cool, man. Well, hey, let's go ahead and wrap up this first segment brought to you by Fish Tackle Marine, San Antonio, Texas. We'll come back for the second segment here in just a minute. We're back. Segment two. Segment two. Fish around, find out. I'm, come on. Come on Dude, I love the new name But man, I feel like We're not living up to it Because we're so damn busy That's why, man I know, dude I mean, you're
1: living up to it Not really, but Yeah, I mean, yes
0: It's hard, man It is And that's with anything in life, though Hmm. I've got a buddy that's up at Ivy right now How's that going? I don't know today was his first day he left yesterday at about noon he's going to be up there today tomorrow and friday oh okay yeah a guy from bernie i used to actually fish champs with for a little bit before i started fishing with kyle and yeah he's going up there said he's going trophy hunting good luck
1: yeah absolutely i mean i heard uh I heard rumors there's another lake up there yeah Why don't you go to uh thomas yeah, tell over there.
0: yeah thomas yeah. something thomas jb thomas that's where, mm-hmm. everybody, that's where everybody's at now. Like, I think that Brady Sanford guy's over there. Jason Collins. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a trip, dude.
0: mm There's a little honey holes,
1: man. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. If you have a kayak, go to Medina. I can tell you that right now. Bro, so, of course, I listen to a lot of other fishing podcasts. Did you listen? Uh, have you listened to, like, BTL or anything like that lately? Which one? Like, I was listening to the one from yesterday or today that, you know, they're doing this weekend apparently is the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame induct, inductation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I getting voted in or he's yeah. already been voted in. He's yeah. one of the three, but they do a bunch of fundraisers every year and all the money that gets raised goes towards like conservation and stuff like that for bass fishing. So a bunch of people donate trips, like donate stuff that you can bid on. Like Matt, uh, Pangrac from BTL did a. You get to co-host an episode of BTL, and then y'all get to go out that afternoon and catch crappie and stuff like that, because he's really good at catching so crappie. Is apparently. That the
1: same one that Milliken's going and donating. Uh...
0: Milliken donated a day of fishing with him. Uh-huh. It's going to be on his YouTube channel and everything. And last I heard, the bid was up to ten grand. Fifteen. 15.
1: Damn.
0: Like, I think the bidding ends tonight or tomorrow, but I was looking at them. The one that I want to go on, dude, Greg Hackney, thermal Sasquatch hunt (laughs) in Louisiana. Like, I'm in.
1: That's what he has? That's
0: dope. Yeah. It's actually a thermal hog hunt, Uh but the whole point is you're supposed to go hunt the hogs and then you use them for bait to try to hunt Sasquatch.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) How much is it to
0: enter? Well, it's just an auction. It's a bid. Last time I heard, that one was up to like fifteen or 1800
1: Oh.
0: But, I mean, dude, get to spend – and and he's putting it on at his cabin. You get to stay there and hunt. I mean, dude, get to go on a hunting trip with Greg Hackney? Yeah,
1: that's
0: Like, I mean, that's – I freaky. wonder if they're
1: all going to go to Whoville
0: this year. I'm, they always do. Yeah. Greg uh, – I, I heard a podcast earlier this year. Hackney was talking about it, and he actually – I think Hackney hadn't been the last two years mm. – but yeah, all those guys: Keith Combs, Zona, Hackney, Davy Height, KVD. How dope is that though?
1: Being next to Choke Canyon, and then going, going right there to go. I don't know. That's that dope. that place is unbelievable. That's dope. Whoville. I'm telling you. Ooh. And that's right here. I know. Like I never. It's less than no, two hours. So. No bullshit, dude. I I looked it up because I was like, dude, they're in South Texas. They gotta be. Here where the hell are they at and no it's it like up.
0: 30 minutes from choke yeah i looked it up and i was like no shit it's right there yeah that's a trip it's no a trip. it's nuts dude but yeah so i mean it's just been kind of hard keeping keeping up with everything work have you ever thinking about doing like casting blast i know have it what have i, what? Have have I thought about ghost? doing what
1: like casting blast trip? i've thought
0: about doing casting couch oh fuck <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> You got the body for <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I got a body for radio, That's why we're nah, on the podcast. No, you don't. You got, you got a body. You, uh, hey, so you BBW. You, that's you. right. Ooh. Thick
1: mm, and juicy.
0: Look at that. And you're a spitter. <laughs> look at you. Uh, so I have thought about doing cast and blast. I mean, They're I don't. The coast? Oh, they do a yeah. They do them at the coast quite okay. a bit. uh it'd be really hard for me to do it. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the, a lot of those guys run airboats and stuff. I don't have all that, you know, to like do it. Um, Plus I'm not really into duck hunting. I don't, it's nothing that I've, I have never really done. I don't know a lot about it. Not saying that I wouldn't enjoy it, but I just, it's not my forte.
1: So. Well, if you go fast enough, you can hit one of those coots. Dude, we (laughs) (laughs) just nerfed them off. All right. So check this out.
0: (laughs) So funny story about the coots. So Kyle and I, this was probably three years ago. We were at Amistad and we were out there pre-fishing and we were in both boats. I was in mine. He was in his. This was back when I had the gambler and he had his, uh, I think he had his 21 eye at the time. And of course his 21 eye was flashed. That show was flashed. So it would run pretty hot. It would run 73, 74, you know. My gambler'd run right about the same, but the gambler you had to drive it all the time. Like that Skeeter, oh, yeah. you need to take your friggin' hands off the wheel and drive. It's crazy. But we're running down the lake, and we flush up a big. We're right next to each other, neck yeah. and neck, and we flush up a big thing of coots. And one friggin' takes out his light pole in the sure. back of the boat. Nailed him. Funniest thing about this light pole, though. So we got to go out fishing the next day, uh-huh. and he doesn't have a light pole. So he goes over to the Ranger dealership. That was the first mistake. He goes over to the Ranger dealership, goes and grabs a light pole off the thing, you know, the big 48-inch LED light pole for the back. $119. Fuck that. You could have went to Walmart. could have gone to Walmart. Did. That's what I said. Yes, I went to Walmart. But no, but no, he bought it. He bought it. Not really sure why he bought it, but he bought it. It's Kyle. It's Kyle. Best he bought it. Best. So here we are. And three, two boats later, or whatever, he still got that light pole. <laughs> he keeps it. He's he's, cher- he's pole, chairs dude. it onto that light pole, dude. It still has the price tag on it. We never took the price tag off of it, just so we can remember,
1: dude. So funny story. I had, I kind of had the same thing. I went out there pre fishing one night, and uh, or one day, and I was checking everything to make sure it worked, you know, for the morning. And this was like four o'clock in the afternoon and i go out there it's not working so i'm like shit like i gotta do something right and instead of like opening up and like seeing that the wires connected i just fuck it i'm going to walmart okay because the light bulb i had was actually off of a boat that i repossessed years ago and i had it for my 85 type craft and now i got it for the tracker so go to walmart and now that one's not working so i'm like how is it not working? like it's whatever so instead of fucking with it i just got a flashlight and taped it, and that's what I did, dude. Until I got back
0: and then to, to the house, dude. and it still doesn't work because that ain't legal. Because that light has to be visible from hey, 360 it visible. degrees, it
1: was visible. Okay, gotcha. Just sticking to it, I'm not gonna criminate
0: myself. <laughs> it worked, it's visible, dude. That was two boats ago. The statute of limitations are done exactly. What happens in the tracker stays in the tracker,
1: and yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that tracker. Well,
0: mm, yeah. I'm telling you, man. That tracker and me
1: had some fun times, man.
0: Yeah. Skeeter's going up for sale. Most likely. That's all right.
1: Most likely, dude. Yeah.
0: It's just another page in the cha- in the chapter, dude. Well, to be honest, what kinda of encouraged me too
1: is Danny from Trika. Well, not at Trika. I don't know what he's doing, but Danny. Danny your rebate. Yeah, because he put his ranger up for sale and I was like, you know what? Like if he's doing it, I know he's gonna buy another one. Well yeah, that's because he's but he's upgrading, like, bro. Know, like, fuck it, dude. And I see you going through boats. Yeah, You're but a boat horn. That's just because I'm not smart, dude. <laughs> you go through boats like, like underwear. I do. Like I do. Stains, I go
0: through vehicles like that too. Rit wall. Are you keeping this one for a long time? The I tackle think. box. Yeah. Tackle box ain't going nowhere, dude. Staying in the fleet. Staying in the fleet. Yeah. Why'd you sell the F three fifty? My guy? Super you Duty. Keep, yeah. Just don't know. Just did it. No, actually, I did it at the time because.
1: I sold because
0: right? I, I was buying the new Mayak. So I sold the truck. I sold two lots that my wife and I owned down in Rockport. And this was when I was getting the boat, starting the guide business and everything. So we were able to take the money we got from selling the lots, the money I made selling my truck and all that. We were able to put it all together. We were able to buy a travel trailer. I was able to pay cash for the travel trailer. And then I was able to take the rest of the money and just put it down more on the boat. Because then I had money that I made selling the old boat. Mm-hmm. So we just, I just liquidated. And the skeeter. And I had money selling the skeeter. So, yeah, I mean, that was the whole plan. Yeah. Was to liquidate all that and then start fresh. Yeah. So. I'm telling you, man.
1: Life goals. Yeah, well, you know. Part of the reason, too, why um, I want to sell a skeeter because I want to buy a house. That's why. I got you. I'm telling you, dude. I'm trying to make moves. Hey, dude. There ain't nothing wrong with that, man. And and being real, like if anybody doesn't know Mike G, if he ever had the chance to to talk to him and and everything like that, that dude's more of a life coach than he is a friend. To be honest, in <laughs> real talk, he's he's my doctor Phil at some moments, man. I'm telling you, dude.
0: Yeah, but you know what, dude he uh, he's been through a lot, dude. That's why, you know, starting his starting his business young and growing, getting married young, having kids young, you know. Like we were actually talking to some friends of ours. We're actually my wife and I are both in their wedding next April. And and uh, you know, we were talking to their parents and like their parents got married at like nineteen twenty, you know, and like That's when I got married nineteen. That's what I'm saying. Like you you're learning as you go. Like you don't know half the stuff you're supposed to know. Then you turn around and take somebody like me that didn't get married till I was thirty two. Like I kind of already lived all that stuff, you know. So like my mindset and stuff was different
1: right.
0: in my second year of marriage than it was in your second year of marriage. I'm sure, yeah. you know. So a lot, a lot of stuff like that changes. But
1: it's, it's true though, man. He's more of a life coach than anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a trip. He's a pretty good yeah. fisherman too. Yeah.
1: I can say he doesn't know how to drive a boat worth the shit. <laughs> but he knows how to catch fish. <laughs> hey, you want to be scared going Mikey G on a fucking champion run, dude? I'll tell you what. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you. You hit Box Canyon and you're with him, and there's a little bit of a weight going up, a little bit of white cap, your asshole's going to pucker you a little bit. Yeah. I still
0: love him. Absolutely. But just Josh, just joking around. Well, dude, but he, he might not be a good boat driver because he can't see over the console. It's the hair. It's the hair. <laughs> I love him to death. <laughs> and the funny thing is, if he was sitting here, I'd have made that same comment. Oh, yeah. And then we would've, he would have told me,
1: "I'm not a fish worth the shit."
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's right. exactly
1: right. That's why I love the group
0: that we have. No, we do have a we have we do have a good group. We've got a tight group. You know, I mean, I look at the guys that you know, you can always tell because you look back and it's the same guys yeah. that have been around. Exactly. Guys come and go you know, members in the club and guys you fish with and stuff, but you turn around and look and it's always the same, you know, six or seven guys. Like I look back at, I was not one of the original members of elite bass club. I came in the second year, I think, but like the original guys, it doesn't matter whether I talk to them once a week or I talk to them once every six months, but like will Mikey G Richard, Marcus and Tony, you know, the Westalls, you know, Westall Jr. and and Greg and Tim, you know, it's you see those guys and it's that core group is still there. And I mean, we all go wait, we all go back to the Friday night jackpot days at Medina. Yeah. You know, I mean I know Will didn't fish a bunch of them that back then, but that was more demographic because he lived close to Canyon. So he grew, you know, he fished Canyon a lot, but I guarantee you, if will if will lived on the Northwest side of San Antonio, like we did, he would have been fishing out there with us. I know that. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, all those things that, and you look back at it and it's like, here we are 15 years later. And still this, you still got that same kind of base group and it kind of.
1: Well, I think that's the older you get, Like this is how I feel. The older that I'm getting, man,
0: the less, the
1: less and less my friend group is
0: growing. Actually, I think for the most part, the more the older you get, your friend group shrinks. That's what I'm saying. Like, did I say it like that? Well, you said, well, yeah, yeah. You said your friend group's not growing anymore, but you're right because I think what happens is your friend group actually gets smaller because you are your basic. Narrowing it down to the point to where I only hang out with ride or dies now. Yeah. That's sense. it. Makes like, sense. I mean, if you're going to be in the circle, you better be a ride or die. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I need
1: friends that are, and I feel like most of us here are like, it's like a, that one scene from uh, shit, what's that movie? Where he walks in and he's like, hey, you got to do some shit. Don't ask me why, don't ask me how. Might have to hurt
0: some people. But we got to do some shit. I feel like the guys that I hang
1: out with are like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that movie. I don't know what the name of the movie no, is. And go. that guy's
0: like, uh, so are we taking your truck or mine? Yeah. Like That's like, that's exactly. the only thing. You, you no, know, you're exactly right. And it has to be like that because I look at all the guys. I mean, I look at, you know, all of us traveling around all over the place, right? We travel, we travel around fishing, doing all this stuff. And, I mean, I want to know that the guys I'm going with are, yeah, dude. I, I want to know that the guys I'm going with are going to stop on the side of the road, help me change a spare t- uh, flat tire. They're going to come get me on the lake and tow me back in, even though they might be in the middle of a fishing tournament. They're going to stop what they're doing to help if they can. You know, I mean, it's, or they're going to at least come over and check on you. Yeah. And knowing me, the kind of person I am, I'm going to say, dude, go finish your tournament and worry about me. You know, but still, they're going to at least stop and check, yeah. or they're going to at least send you a text or something, you know, so. Definitely. You got to have those people.
1: That's what I like, the, dude. The older I get,
0: just smaller and smaller. And I'm cool with it. Well, I mean, here's the deal. What good does it do you having 100 friends? It doesn't, dude. Do. There's only 30 days in a month. Yeah. And 25 of those days are obligated to usually family right off the bat. So you're stuck with maybe four or five days every month. What? Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. That's a trip. That's what, like, I don't know if you see my, my post the other day about Facebook. Like, I want to see, like, how a person is through adversity. Yeah, Like, I wish, like, social media was like that. I did see Where that. you see, like, their bad fucking days, dude, to see how, like, you grow and come out of it.
0: You know, and I get it. It's hard for people to post bad days like that. I'm, so, I'm getting way off topic. No, 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 no. But it's good. Don't, but okay, so let's bring this back full circle. We've gone a little Dr. Phil on this episode, but okay, let's bring it back to fishing, right? Ain't nobody out there showing their bad days on social media that they have fishing. That's
1: true.
0: And I get it. You're trying to create, a lot of these guys, you know, you're trying to create some kind of content that people are going to want to watch, that people are going to want to relate to. I mean, hell, that's what we're doing with this podcast and our Facebook and stuff. You know, we're trying to create some kind of content, but... I mean, That's, what I
1: hate. that's the one that I hate about fishing, too, and social media. Like, fishing for social media. Yes. Because, like, let's be real. That's how Mike Long got, got a little caught up, I feel. Who? Mike Long, snagging bass in San Diego. Don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Well, good. So, um, world-renowned bass fisherman supposedly caught a shitload. Oh, a is he the guy that supposedly caught all the big ones and snagging, stuff? Yes, that's Mike Long. So... I felt like he did that more for social media because he had to keep up with the Joneses, you know? Absolutely. And, and the pressure got to him, and that's, that's why I feel like.
0: Well, yeah, because especially when you're one of these guys that you're making your paycheck off of these clicks, yeah. that you better have something to put out there or else you ain't getting the clicks. Like, that's what all that heat's going on with Randy Blockett and stuff now. Sometimes, a lot of guys are thinking that he's just doing all this stuff just to start controversy because people go watch his page.
1: Yeah.
0: Whether he's doing that or not, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Randy Block and I ain't never met him. Probably never going to meet him. So I ain't going to sit here and throw stones. But you know, yeah. a lot of that's a lot of the chatter. Yeah. That I hear. And see, like that's where we struggle down at the coast. Like I
1: feel, I feel like, like Texas fishing in general is still really secretive
0: so check this out i struggle with this every day when it when i'm down fishing at the coast right i was born fishing down at the coast of course when i was a kid you didn't know any better then i at the age of 17 18 i start the bass fishing thing and i get real big into bass fishing i get real big into tournament fishing and of course what do you do in a bass tournament you keep them alive. You release everything you catch. You do all that. You know. I mean, yeah. You might keep a, a couple here and there for dinner. A couple small ones if you like them. But bass fishing is all based around conservation. And the coast fishing is just murder and pillage. I know, <laughs> and 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 so that's and so that's where I struggle because there are a few guides down on the Texas coast. One of them I go with pretty regularly, once or twice a year. There's a guide down out of Corpus called uh, his name's it's Captain Chad Pederick. Mm. He is he is one of the I don't know premier top ten guides on the Texas coast. I mean he's you know Wade fishing, artificial only, catch and release. Mm. He'll let you keep a few redfish or a flounder or a drum if you catch one, but he's all about trout catching them bitch fish. That's what, that's as Mikey G would say. Yeah, Yeah, well, Mikey G ain't never caught a 30 inch trout. So that's, but here's, but here's the deal. But here's the deal. Catching those big trout takes the same amount of dedication as like trying to catch a 10 pound bass. Like if you're trophy hunting, the way you have to approach those fish, it's the same mindset as bass fishing. I think that's why so many bass fishermen like trout fishing because it's the same hunt, Mm -hmm. you know, just for a different fish. Right. But anyway, so there are some guides down there on the coast, Chad Pederick, Jay Watkins, all the, you know, there's multiple guides, catch and release only, artificial only, you know, and you're not keeping any of these fish. Well, I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. But here's the problem. You're a young up-and-coming guide. Let's face it, when you post pictures on Facebook – If you're not posting the brag board with 30 fish up there at the end of the day hanging and four people and four people standing there, you know, smiling, giving you the thumbs up like that dock shot, you Mm -hmm. know, where you got them all laid out on the dock or you got Mm -hmm. them all laid out on the deck of the boat. You know, if you're not posting that, it's hard to get traction in the guide world. It's hard to get people talking about you. It's hard to get so it's hard to get exposure if you're not doing that well that's one of the things that kind of kind of tugs at my heartstrings a little bit you know because i mean and and i don't know like i would love to just say hey look like one of the things i've thought about is i would love to tell everybody okay look whatever the state limit is i'm gonna let y'all keep half of that
1: yeah
0: that's my rule Keep enough to take home for dinner, whatever, a couple dinners. You know, if it's five trout, I'm going to let everybody keep two or three. If it's three redfish, I'm going to let everybody keep one or two. You know, cut it in half. That way, because I love to eat fish. I keep fish for myself. I fry them. I cook them. I love them. But, you know, I'm scared because if I do that, is it going to hurt my business? Right. So do you just gamble and say, screw it?
1: Yeah, I see what you are
0: saying. You know, it's a a tough one. It's that catch twenty two. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, because my thing is, I am sitting here thinking from a from a photo standpoint, right? Well, I think you would get more of a you would get both people.
1: You would get. I mean, let's face it too. I mean, we got a lot of Californians that move to Texas, and there is people that are like all for conservation, no matter what it is, and you know.
0: So So and then be that too. So and then here is the other thing. That's hard. The way I've started my guide business, most of my guiding has been based around like family and kids and stuff like that. And, you know, how do you tell a 10-year-old kid that just caught his first keeper redfish? You can't keep it. I'm not going to let you keep it.
1: Yeah, that's when you're
0: going to keep it. No, see, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, you know, so I don't know. So I, I re- that's one of the things I really want to work on this off season is try to come up with a game plan and you know, try to figure something out. Like maybe it's do I offer do I offer a hundred dollar discount on the trip if you if you do catch and release?
1: I'll do that. I'll yeah, take hundred dollars off and we can am release everything.
0: That's what yeah. I'm saying. Instead of instead of charging six fifty for four people, hey, I'll do it for five fifty, but we're not gonna keep any fish you know, yeah. or, or we're not going to keep any redfish or trout that everybody fishes for. Black drum, little stuff like that, that there's, that aren't heavily fished for, and the population can sustain keeping some fish, maybe, maybe. Okay. you know, but it, that's an option I've thought about, because the other part of me is, okay, yeah, I might not post the picture on my Facebook of four people standing at the brag board with 30 fish up on the wall, right? But if every trip I take, I'm still... I get it because I still do this in the boat. Everybody that catches a big fish, I hand you the bogas. I have you stand at the front of the boat. I take a picture with you and the fish, you know, if we let that fish go, I've still got stuff to post right. for content for these people. So it's kind of like, you know, those are just things that go through my mind because being a bass fisherman, I have that conservation mind. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're a small business owner, What do you, you know, trying to, trying to get your foot in the door. What do you do? Yeah. Let them keep everything. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, you know. Let them keep to a point. I don't know.
1: Uh, How about just looking back and maybe how you, how the client feels that day? Ask them. Yeah. And that's what i case basis.
0: That's what I'm saying. But, you know, I, I definitely, it's something that, Something that tugs on it a little I, bit I, that I want. I think
1: that $100 thing, I think, I don't know about $100, but like 50
0: Well, 50. I mean, you know, my deal is I want to make it a good enough offer that people are willing to do it. Right. Because, I, you know, I'm sitting here. You sit here and do quick math, right? And I'm not even talking about, I'm not a full-time guide. I don't do this every day. But you figure if I run 20 trips a year, and let's just say we average keeping, you know, let's just say we average keeping eight fish every trip. You know, sometimes we might catch four, sometimes we might catch 15. I don't know. Let's say we average eight. Mm-hmm. Just me, just little old me would be slaughtering 160 fish a year. Yeah. You know, and I, and I'd, sometimes I do more than 20 trips. Sometimes I do less. So You know, if you do a hunt, if I, if I kill 160 fish, half of those fish are females that are capable of spawning 10,000 eggs each, you know? So now you're talking about 80 times 10,000, I just killed 800,000 fish, not even trying.
1: Yeah.
0: How does that make you feel? I I don't, that's the problem, dude. (laughs) Because... I'm literally in the process of my life. My wife and I are in the process of hoping we're able to have a kid and stuff like that. And, I mean, dude, I want to be able to take my kid fishing 20 years from now.
1: Yeah. Do you think the Texas coast right now can sustain the
0: the population right now? No. Really? You know, back in the day, a lot of the the OG guides like Jay Watkins and and Chad Pederick and stuff like that, a lot of the old-timers used to have the philosophy of, there's no way you're gonna outfish this population with a rod and reel. Once they got rid of all the commercial fishing and stuff like that, you're not gonna hurt it with a rod and reel. Well, now when there's what, yeah. I don't know, how many people. I don't even know how many people live in Texas. I mean, but San Antonio's. Think about it though. San Antonio's two million. Houston's three million, Dallas, Fort Worth, another three million. Plus, I mean, you're talking about ten or twelve million that live in the state of Texas. I don't know. Do do five hundred thousand of them own boats? I
1: want to doubt it. Like,
0: yeah. And now you got everybody out there. Back in the day, it was a hundred thousand people owned boats. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. You can hurt. You can hurt the population. Well, especially too, when you go to the coast. And I mean, yes, you pay for it, right?
1: So like multiple rods. Stamp or whatever, but now you got I, I mean, those huge camps. I'm sure that everybody's seen them, on like on the beach before, you know. I
0: mean, yeah, what, ten rods, twelve rods, sometimes. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's true. So conservation—that's one of the things I want to work on. And and you know, I understand I can't go from keeping everything to keeping nothing overnight. Oh, my but goodness. I think I can find the happy. I think form. I can find a happy medium that would that would be good for everybody yeah so that's what i'm working on this off season that's good all right well let's go ahead and finish up this segment here and uh we're going to go ahead and come back with a little closing and we'll uh shut it down shut it down all righty okay i'm back okay it's back closer like that
1: just like that
0: got it got it i'm in i'm in (laughs) all right dude so but hey speaking of let's let's talk a little fish around find out to close out the day we got a couple things that we are dropping that we need to uh we have this episode that we're going to drop and then hopefully tomorrow i've got one that we did with kevin aiken over at the redfish world series redfish for the saltwater redfish guys he is an awesome interview dude sponsored by yamaha spot he's been with mercury been with yamaha friggin waterloo rods haney boats he's fishy fishy no he's real fishy like he's probably one of the top 10 professional redfish guys in the country like doing the artificial only keep them alive the whole nine yards you know he's like we bass fish for red for redfish that's what he does okay and he's he's awesome and i we had an awesome interview with him about 45 minutes or so and yeah he lays it out really good he's good But I think one of the things we can tell the other people too is we've been kicking around and the idea of possibly doing some YouTube stuff with the with the podcast. You know, starting to video a few of them. We actually do have a video chat we did with Maddie Wong, Maddie Wong from the Elite Series, the Hawaiian, Maddie Wong, the Mad Hawaiian. Yes. Dope, dopest fucking podcast I ever. Did. No, it was awesome. It it, it definitely has right. been my highlight since we started the podcast. Right. And that's actually how I ended up. Like, that's what got me excited, was doing the podcast with Maddie Wong. I literally text my buddy Chris that night on the way home, and my buddy Chris is fishing the the Redfish World Series this weekend too. And I said, dude, we just had Maddie Wong on from the Elite Series. I was like. I need to get the best red fisherman I can find so I can provide content for those guys too, because right. I know they don't listen to all of our episodes because yeah. a lot just of you. Like I don't listen to the red fish episode. Exactly. Well, I do. I mean, obviously. No, but absolutely. But no, but you're exactly right. So, I, I mean, I'd like to provide enough content for everybody to kind of keep everybody interested and intrigued. And that's how he hooked me up with Kevin Aiken. So, but yeah, dude, Matty Wong, we did a zoom interview with him. That guy's so cool. So down to earth. Humble. Oh dude, so humble, but I mean, he did it, you know, he is the story like he is the, like him. I mean, if you think about it, he has the same kind of story as like Brandon Polinick. Like he is the federation nation, like poster child of, Hey, I literally went from fishing a club in California to qualifying for the friggin' elite series
1: yeah. it was a good
0: episode oh no i mean fishing out of an i mean you talk about brandon polonick and the tundra Suites and all that stuff i mean this guy was fishing out of a 90 something ranger that his uncle gave him you know i mean just it was an awesome episode but we did that on a zoom meeting so we do have some video as well as audio i mean naturally i'll post the audio on spotify and um itunes and stuff so you can listen to it but hopefully we can get the youtube channel set up and everything and that's going to be our first episode with maddie wall awesome so I can't wait. oh dude it's going to be great hopefully we can get that wrapped up within the next week and uh next week next wednesday we'll be talking about youtube
1: yeah
0: hell yeah i can't
1: wait
0: i gotta lose some weight if we're gonna be on youtube yeah
1: you look beautiful look <laughs> at you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will, look at him does he look bro? Dude, it's you not. Know how many clicks we're gonna get? Clicks. Clicks. Yeah. Ooh. Click. Clicking. Clicks. Oh. Oh. I can't wait. Don't <laughs> even shave. Actually grow it out. It it, it bugs me after no, it a while. Dude. It. Let it grow. It bugs me. It grows in all white, trashy like that. No, no. Fucking hot not spot. No, 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 no. Yes. I
0: gotta keep it trimmed up a little bit. No, don't trim it, dude. Dude, don't I can't. It. I can't, bro. Dude. My wife tells me I look like a homeless person you do and it's no awesome. that's the it's problem awesome. that's the problem I got to keep it cleaned up a little bit I tell yeah. you what I'll tell you what can I if I grow it out a little bit can I at least keep it clean like on the lines and stuff just mm-hmm. make it longer I mean we just talked about the happy medium that work with me here no, no, no.
1: all right well okay so
0: maybe I'll just shave it all off
1: no whatever you do do not shave start off. from scratch Don't, if you want to but I'm t- mutton chops. If you do mutton chops, I'm doing mutton chops. If I can do mutton chops. I've done it before. No, I ain't doing that. Oh, come on. That's now. dumb. I look like the Mexican Wolverine
0: when I do it. Shit, you not. Did you look nothing like Hugh Jackman. I know. But I could try. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in another week. Fish around, find out. Will, thanks for letting us do another episode here at the shop. Don't forget to check out Fish Tackle Marine, both on the internet or come by the store here on Austin Highway. Check out Casa Pescador on Facebook down at Falcon if you want to go fishing. Great place to stay. And if anybody wants to go catch some redfish coming up here in October, hit me up on Last Call Guide Service on Facebook, and hopefully we'll uh, get everybody on some fish. And real quick, if you're into swim baits,
1: definitely come and check out Will Shot because he got in a whole bunch of shit. So... They're definitely a swim bait swim bait shop to check out locally.
0: Absolutely. Come All on. right, everybody, till next week. See y'all. Later.